and welcome back to another episode of Thrive Raw, our student ministries podcast. We are still trucking right along in our Enneagram series, and this week we are covering the Enneagram 6. Woohoo! Uh, me and Jeremiah, just the two of us, we didn't have a student who was able to come, and so we're going to do kind of what we did with the four and just work through what it's like as a six, give y'all tips on how to love a six well. And just kind of give everybody an overview of what we mean whenever we say six. So, but if you are a six, come find us. Yes, want I want to you. talk to you. Yes, I want to talk to all of the numbers. And so the six, the four, the eight, and the nine, come find us because we still want to talk. Come, come find us, yes. So you ready to dive into a six, Jeremiah? Kenzie, let's do it. So Kenzie, you know, I, I, I just, I have to... You have to give me the overview of everybody. Yeah, for so sure. So give me, or give all of us that are listening today, or anytime, the kind of the overview of who a six is. Right. So a quick just overview of sixes, for those of you who are not a six or just want to know what it's like to be a six, our six friends out there are known as the loyalist or the guardian because of their loyalty to their friends, their beliefs, and their ideal systems. Um, they value being faithful, reliable, they're always prepared and responsible, and they're very conscientious. They value safety and stability and are generally the most anxious type on the Enneagram. Sixes, they live a lot in their head, and they tend to struggle with worry and self-doubt, and their core fear is being alone or being unsafe. And so that kind of leads into their core desire, which is to have security and support. And then, you probably guessed it, but their weakness is anxiety, and they struggle with looking at worst-case scenarios a lot. But they're very strategic thinkers. They're organized and detail-oriented and really have the potential to be very strong leaders whenever they're healthy and at their best. And so to kind of put a face to the number, some famous sixes, the Apostle Peter. Okay, I love that. <laughs> right? Kenzie, I'm like... <laughs> Wow. I know. Well, and you think about it, and he really was always trying to plan and skirt and prepare for the worst case scenarios. Right. Of like, oh, I'm going to strategically place myself so I know what's the worst possible outcome and I'm prepared for it. But, but at the same time, he also wanted that comfort system. Mm-hmm. And I think he found that in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to be the rock Leader. of a, a whole church. Right. Like, that's where we, like, find, I mean, the... The church, like, started because he was considered the first pope. Yeah. So, like, from that, we get the beginnings of everything. Yeah. Which I feel like speaks to the leadership potential of a six. Like, you can still be a little anxious, but you can be a rock star, too, which is why I love the fact oh. that Peter was on there. That's so cool. Um, We also have Chandler Bing from Friends. <laughs> he was my favorite character on Friends. I had to include him because why not? He's adorable. Uh, Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Mulan, okay. Gus from Psych, Jennifer Aniston, and President, well, President George H.W. Bush. You struggled with that one. <laughs> I did. President George H.W. Bush. I think I was having a dyslexic moment there for just a second. My eyes were crossing. There we go. Okay, so I think it's also cool to think about, like, presidents, mm-hmm. leaders are not all the same characteristics, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just read a biography about George H.W. Bush. I should have been better at saying his name because I've listened to it a lot Um, but he was he was like pretty anxious and he always wanted to be ahead of the game and Mm -hmm. prepare for chaos or crisis and so whenever I saw that I was like oh that's so interesting because I mean the book didn't tell me anything about his Enneagram 
But I do have that book about presidents and Enneagrams. Is it in? Is it, is it, it is. I got it. I've been meaning to bring it to you. Oh. Um, but I mean, just like you were saying, like you're, you can be successful as any number. And even as the anxious type, like we still see them being really, really cool people and yeah. doing really cool things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Kenzie, let's say you were a six. I think I might be. You think you might be? You, you, Kenzie. Come on, Kenzie. I'm okay. sorry. That I had the biggest identity crisis with this one. Yeah. I mean, this was it. Of like, I struggle with anxiety deeply, and so everything that we were talking about, I'm like, ooh, retweet. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel that on a deep level. So, okay, well, so for it's this not pod- hard for me to pretend that I am a six. Well, for this podcast, let's yeah. pretend you are a six. Done. And what are some things that you as six pretending Kenzie (laughs) might say or do. Yeah, so things that you might be thinking if you are a six or you might have heard your friends say if they're a six. Um, I'm always imagining and planning for the worst. Being sure that I've made the right decision is almost impossible. People say that I am loyal, understanding, funny, and compassionate. I don't like to find myself in unpredictable situations. I have to know people for a long time before I can really Mm. trust them. And my personal favorite, I'm not a pessimist, I'm a realist. Love it. That is... <laughs> so good. That is so good. I And we need some realists in our lives. Right. I mean, you know? Right. For sure. So, so Kenzie, if in your in your sick self... Yes. Um, as a six, what do you think about this lie? Again, you're not a six, but if you were, well, we don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this lie? Or what would sixes think about this lie? It's not okay... To trust yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think this whole idea of security, I mean, we live in a very, like, fluctuating, changing world, and to be 100% certain all of the time that you are making a good decision, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, you can never know all of the ways and the dominoes that are going to fall after you make a decision. And so a lot of times you find sixes looking to their trusted people for advice because, okay, well, if my mom and my best friend all say this, needs to happen well I believe them I don't trust myself but I believe that they would know what's right and so we see them looking for advice from people that they've gained that trust from because they don't quite trust themselves mm-hmm. because how do you ever know that you're making the best decision you just can't right. and so to I feel like almost having somebody else to blame if things go wrong would be very comforting I was like oh well I didn't do that I just went off of what my mom said or my best friend recommended um, but I think it's just that fear that you're going to do something wrong that causes you to be in an uncomfortable or unsafe situation. And I feel like that's probably what's going through their mind of trying to figure out the best course of action. Yeah. So in thinking about this truth that a six needs to hear, mm-hmm. the truth of you are safe, what is that? Yeah. What do you, what is, how does that resonate? I just feel like that, again, I feel like I'm part six on this, but I feel like you know, emotionally safe, mentally, physically, you could take this any kind of direction, but just knowing that you're okay, I feel like that's something that everybody wants to hear and know and be confident in because we can't ever be confident in that. Like, you're never going to drive home and know that you're going to make it home safely. There's always so many things that are going around us that is beyond our control that if we could have this truth of you are safe and you're okay, I just feel like it would be a weight lifted mm. off of like, okay, I can stop planning. I can stop imagining the worst case scenario because it's not going to happen. I just feel like it would give them a chance to turn their mind off yeah. a little bit from that anxiety and that cycle of just thinking through all the terrible things that are a possibility. So I feel like just knowing that they're safe 
it probably would let them sleep a lot better at night. You know what goes through my head thinking about that? What? Was knowing that Peter is on this list and thinking about walking on the water mm. and walking out to Christ. Ooh. Yeah. And hearing that truth right there. Right. Like that you are safe and going to like, mm-hmm. like when he's sinking and then Christ like gets it. Like, yeah. Well, and two, what a big step it had to have been. Right. Because if he's the type who's already thinking through all the worst case scenarios, my gracious, there's a lot of worst case scenarios. If you <laughs> I mean, jump the out of a boat, already going, right? right? If you jump out on a boat and you don't have an inner tube or a little pool noodle, like you're probably going <laughs> to sink. And so to be able to like work past those, you know, crazy mind like situations that you're creating yeah. and say, oh, well, Jesus is enough and he's going to keep me safe. Yeah. To step out and be able to do that, that's huge. Like, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do that. And, you know, seeing him be able to say safety is right there and his name is Jesus and I'm going to go get him. Yeah. But then also seeing him be scared <laughs> like a normal person all would in, be. All in one moment. <laughs> right. And I just feel like that's the roller coaster of sixes, you know, thinking you're safe and then you're not and then you are and then you're not. And so, yes, that's a, a really good story for Peter and being a six. I feel I like. Just, I, was, I was just sitting here going, man, that's so cool. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, all right. So what do sixes do when they get stressed, Kenzie? What what happens? So they start looking like unhealthy threes. They really start becoming workaholics who pursue success or start hoarding their resources to make them feel more secure. Mm. And they look a really, really similar to a three because they try to convey to themselves and to others this sense of competency to convince themselves that they're okay, okay. and to convince others that they have it all together. So it's kind of like fake it till you make it almost of like, okay, well, if I can convince somebody else that I'm doing everything in my power to keep myself safe, maybe I can convince myself that I am safe and that I'm doing everything I need. And so whenever we see them stressed, they look kind of like our lovely threes. So that's sometimes kind of hard to like tell what's going on because you're so stressed. Yeah, well, and they're probably coming off as very competent of they're trying so hard to overcompensate for the anxiety that they have that to the outside world, you'd be like, oh, she's doing great because look at all of the things she's doing and she's able to focus and get stuff done. Gotcha. And so, yeah, it might be pretty hard to pinpoint that because they'd probably be very productive. Okay. So what is a, what's a healthy six look like? So we haven't gotten to their counterpart. They look like a healthy nine whenever they start growing and becoming more healthy. But basically, it's just sixes in this healthy space are just just calmer. Um, They're more flexible and easygoing and lighthearted. And they can more easily convince themselves that everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the main thing of a nine. It's like they just think everything's going to work itself out. They're the peacemaker. They're good. They just see calm water. And so whenever a six is able to do that, I can only imagine that their mindset would be a lot healthier of, okay, we're calm, we're okay, we're good to go. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but for sixes, trust is a big thing? Oh, for is sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if you don't have trust, then you can't trust that you're safe. So yeah. that's, like, their huge thing is in relationships and friendships, they really need to trust people. Otherwise, it's not going to last long at all. Okay. So that, that really plays into their friendships and and to their relationships. Yeah, and so if you're in a friendship or a relationship with a six, at the beginning it's going to be hard because you're having to convince them that you're trustworthy. And you might never have done anything that's particularly untrustworthy, but the fact that they're coming in with their guard up, you're going to have to work harder. 
and they might be the type to ask you questions where you might be like, oh my gosh, they're so needy, but like always needing reassurance of like, are we good? Are you good? Am I good? Like, are we still okay? Like, what's going to happen if you wake up and realize you don't like me anymore? Like, what if tomorrow you find a new best friend? What if you dump me tomorrow? Like, these concerns come up a lot with a six. And so if you're not a six, expect that, but it's not anything that you're doing. It's just they're running through the worst case scenarios of what if you wake up and don't like me tomorrow or what if I've done something wrong that's offended you and they just need that assurance that you're there for them and you're not going to leave them and you appreciate what they're doing. So you might just need to, you know, don't take it so personally when they ask you for assurance. Just sit back and give it to them. Which can be hard, I think, for people. Like, if you if you get that question over and over, right. not knowing that, yeah, you can take that, like you said, personally and yeah. not... Well, you're like, what did I do to make you feel that way? Right. Like, wh- did I plant a seed that I was going to leave you or that I was going to turn my back on you and become best friends with them? Like, right. you just start then questioning your own self. And so to know that those questions are there with every relationship, with every person, with every situation in the mind of a six, mm-hmm. it's not you. It's just how they process things. And it's right. just them trying to protect themselves and be like, do I sense that you're going to leave? Because if so, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, they're just trying to get a gauge on... The situation that they're putting themselves in. That makes sense. Yeah. So, Kenzie, what I've loved about this whole series we've done is, again, we're not putting ourselves in a box. We're mm-hmm. trying to find how God has created us. Mm-hmm. And knowing, again, like, you know, we kind of, we have the wings of the Enneagrams, all this. Yeah. But that each one of the numbers shows a part of who God is. Shows mm-hmm. a part of God's heart. Yeah, yeah. And so, how does a six show God's heart? Like, what does that person do for the kingdom? I mean, right in their name of the loyalist, I think that reveals a lot about who God is. And I think that loyalty, that faithfulness to us is like the crucial point of who he is and what his character is like. And I think it's hard for us a lot of times to really grasp this idea of God unless we have a human counterpart of it. Like, Oh, God's loving. Well, I don't really get that unless I know what a loving person is like in my real life and can reflect that onto God. And so I feel like for sixes, they're so lovely for us to have because they show us what that loyalty is like. Mm. And they're beside us and they're standing up for us and they're that guardian and they're trying to protect us and make sure nothing harmful happens by gauging the worst case scenarios and planning things so that we're not in bad situations. And so they're kind of just like that, that protector and that guardian and they're faithful in that. And mm-hmm. so I feel like whenever we think about God, we can think about a six because they're not going to leave us. They're not going to leave us unsafe. They're going to take care of us. And so I think having that personal face-to-face conversation with a six can help us understand more about who God is by yeah. seeing him reflected in people. That's that's so cool. So, you know, for those of you who maybe are um, within the Methodist tradition, or another tradition that follows Lent, part of Lent is really focusing on a spiritual discipline that will help you grow in your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's even not during Lent. Maybe you're just wanting to do that. But there sometimes might be a spiritual discipline that's hard for a type and someone that's maybe easy for a type. So, Kenzie, what are a couple of spiritual disciplines that would be hard Mm -hmm. for a six and some that might be easy for a six to do? Yeah. Um, some that would be difficult, but very, very helpful. The two that I found are scripture memorization and fasting. Um, these are helpful because obviously like scripture memory can help 
anchor you in the Word of God whenever you're feeling scared or anxious or come upon something that you're not sure of how to navigate it. And so having those scriptures on hand to speak over yourself and over situations is really helpful. Definitely. And then fasting works because you strip everything away as a reminder that God's all you need. And so you don't have to plan. You don't have to do all of this on your own. You just recognize that God's enough. And so that's where fasting kind of comes in of giving up control for a minute and seeing that he's going to provide for you and you will be safe. And now fasting can be anything, right? That's right, right, food. right. It can be social media. It can be... Oh, yeah. Giving up gossiping, it can be whatever. Yeah, well, because, I mean, I think about social media, okay? If I'm a six, sometimes that popularity might make me feel safe. And so giving that up and recognizing, hey, I'm safe without that. I'm safe in the presence of God and in my identity in Him. That would be liberating of saying, mm-hmm. oh, I can let go of this thing that I've been clinging to, and I'm still okay. Like, I'm still good. Yeah. And so, yeah, depending on your personality, I think you would choose strategically what you fasted from. But it would ultimately remind you, like, you're good. <laughs> you're good without it. You're just not good without God. Like, that's the only thing you really actually need. Right. So what about things that are going to be easier for a six? Oh, yeah. The easy ones, uh, singing, journaling, reading the Bible, the standard ones. Um, <laughs> but singing and journaling, they both kind of express your faith and just remind you of the faith that you have in the face of fear. And then just by reading the Bible, you're just, again, able to solidify that truth that in Christ you are safe. So kind of what the fasting does. Yeah. So, Kenzie, I'm going to read this this Bible verse for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've we've kind of found a key verse for all of our types. Mm -hmm. And it kind of helps us think about what might speak to the different types. So I'm going to read this for you and kind of tell our listeners what this verse might help Mm -hmm. these types with. Mm -hmm. So it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And that comes from 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. That's just so good. I, like, while wow. you're reading that, I was just smiling behind my mask. I know you can see, but I oh, was no, so your smiling. eyes showed it. Like, I, I can mean, totally see it. I love it. I mean, there's so many good nuggets of, like, obviously humble yourself, cast your anxieties on him, he cares for you. But I think it shows a six, especially, that that fear, that it can be transformed into courage whenever you're okay with letting go of the control, mm-hmm. with humbling yourself before God, and acknowledging that God's always a safe place to bring your worries. Like, he is the ultimate place of safety because he cares for you. That last part is so important. And I feel like sixes, they really need to focus on the fact that being safe doesn't always mean being magically protected from every disaster, (laughs) but that the eternal story of God's care for us, it ends well, and it ends with us safely in his presence. And so reminding ourselves, hey, humble yourself, be okay with what's going on because God's got it. You know why? Because he cares for you, so give it to him. Like All of those things would just be so... I feel like reassuring and peaceful for a six yeah. to be like, oh, I can let go of this? Really? Like somebody would hold it for me? Well, here, <laughs> take it. And so I feel like that is just, it's such a good verse for anybody, but I feel like it would be really special for a six. That, ah, I love it. So, okay, Kenzie, maybe, maybe you're not a six, mm-hmm. and maybe this is not helping you realize who you are, mm-hmm. but maybe you're thinking to yourself, 
Okay, also don't type people, but maybe you're thinking to yourself, ooh, maybe my best friend is a six, uh-huh. or maybe my mom or dad or whomever yeah. is a six. Um, what are some ways, what are some help, what's some help that you can give to somebody um, that loves a six or has yeah. a six in their life? Yeah, so there's definitely a few things you should do and not do yeah. <laughs> when dealing with a six, just again to reassure them. Uh, but say things like, I'm here for you and I'm proud of you. Uh, don't lie to them. My goodness. Don't go back on your word. Like, if you say you're going to do something, show up. Otherwise, you break that trust that took so long to build. And so, again, remind them that they're safe and loved with you. And that comes from you proving that you're trustworthy over and over again for them. And kind of what we were talking about earlier of don't overreact when they share their thoughts or their fears or their doubts or their feelings with you because it's not always personal. It's just they need to process that. And it's Sometimes helpful, I think, whenever they can have somebody admitting, okay, this is a realistic concern. Let's talk through it together. And so just be there with them and sit with them and listen to them and love them and make them feel good about themselves. Yeah, I think we're all growing in this, right? Oh, yeah. And you're probably going to mess up at some point, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You might say the wrong thing. and <laughs> Yes, you definitely will say the wrong thing yeah. to any number that you're dealing with. There's no perfect person, and if you are, please come. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Right, that's great. <laughs> um, Jesus, are you out there? Yeah, for real. Um, so, Kenzie, as we all are growing, yeah. which we definitely are, for those people that are sixes, what are some growth points? Like, yeah. I mean, these are all been growth points, mm-hmm. but what are some, like, quick nuggets that can help them grow and become a better person. Yeah, and I'll say I've had to do a lot of these for myself, again, thinking that I'm a six. Um, But learn to recognize the difference between legitimate fear and free-floating anxiety. That's huge because we can give different amounts of value and time to each one of those thoughts. Hopefully we're not having as much time processing free-floating anxiety and we save that worry for like legitimate fears. Limit your exposure to news, books, or movies that reinforce your anxieties about life. This is one that I do for sure. Because, I mean, if you're worried about things happening and then you see them happen, not great. (laughs) It's not helpful. Uh, Trust your inner guidance by keeping a journal of the times when you made good decisions or when you survived the fallout from the bad ones. Either way, you're still here. Mm, I thought that was really good. That's so good. And then practice accepting compliments without deflecting or being suspicious of the person's motivation for the praise. You're great. They know you're great. Accept it and believe it yourself. thought that was lovely. That is so good. Man, these are some nuggets. Well, y'all, I hope if you are a six or have a six in your life, this has been helpful. I know, Kenzie, it's been helpful for us as, you know, with a ministry that has a lot of students in it mm-hmm. and a lot of parents and families. It's definitely helped us. Yeah you know, learn more about the people in our congregation. Well, and um, it helps you relate to people more. If yeah. you can understand, oh, wow, this is what your daily, like, thought life is like, yeah. you can get on that person's side whether or not you actually experience that yourself. You can empathize, I think, in a greater way, knowing, like, wow, this person is a lot different from me, but I can come alongside them. Yeah, coming alongside instead yeah. of attacking or instead of... Or expecting everybody to be like you. Right. Because they're not. <laughs> no. Not which at is, all. Which is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Man, talking to Maggie Ball last week, I was like, or two weeks ago, I was like, you are not like me and this is awesome. Like, yeah. never even thought about some of these things. But hearing other people talk about them, it's like, oh, okay, this is real. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. The Magnificent Maggie. Magnificent Mags. I love it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, tune in next week as we continue this. Um, We're getting close to wrapping it up. 
Um, but if you want to be on the podcast about the Enneagram or just anything, if you just want to come hang out with Kenzie and I, we are here mm-hmm. um, basically 24-7 some days, it feels like. But we are here, so come hang out. Um, subscribe to the podcast, take a listen, and we'll hope to see you soon. See ya. Thank you.